Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. Hello and welcome to the Mediaverse podcast. I'm Pete Strauss, development producer here at Spirit, and I'm joined here by our senior producer Tom Payne. Hello. And our social media manager Elliot Gonzalez. Hello. So this week, hot off the press, Mark Zuckerberg did a chat with astronauts yesterday via Facebook Live. Everyone loves an astronaut. Everyone loves yeah. an astronaut. Well, Tim Peake, the other. Tim Peake, the other. I not name any other no astronaut right now. And I read the names. <laughs> <laughs> And I still can't remember. So, um, so we thought we'd talk about Facebook Live. Um, and yeah, it's like, so Facebook Live's just over a year old, and I didn't realise that, I assume, because it seems to have been in the press a lot recently. But it's the current golden child, isn't it, at the moment? It's the current yeah, golden Yeah, it was a year child. ago, it sort of launched to a few celebrities, verified pages. They weren't really using it. Like now, it's really taken off where sort of normal people start using it. The plebs. The plebs. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of came off the back of the whole Periscope meerkat experience, isn't it? Facebook yeah, but I, think, jumped on I it. think the reason Facebook Live has really taken off is because it's so simple to do. It's yeah. not another app. It's not yeah. like there's a Facebook Live app. It's within Facebook. You press the button, you're live. Yeah. Whereas with Periscope, although it's linked to Twitter, you need to download Periscope, set up your account on Periscope, connect oh, to your Twitter first account. First world problems. It's, it's such first world problems. <laughs> but, you know, people aren't doing it. That's why they didn't yeah. take off or meerkat. That as well, and Facebook has got. I looked this up 1.65 billion users. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, Twitter they've got, they've got has, a couple of people be. using it. <laughs> Twitter can't have nearly half of that, and then people who no. don't download the Periscope app off the back of that has got to be well, a it, fraction it, it, in, of the Instagram's got 400 million, so and Twitter's less than that, so probably about 360 million, I'd say, on Twitter. 
Yeah, and it's not, it's, I didn't realise they were really linked, really. Actually, I did my first Periscope video, and then it just posted to my Twitter timeline, yeah. and I was messing around with it yeah. in the pub. And but again, when Periscope launched, that wasn't the case. It took a while for them to yeah. integrate in. I didn't realise that it posted all to my Twitter timeline, and I was just messing around with it in the pub, getting increasingly drunk. And then just like put like 10 different videos out until my friend tweeted me, just uh, messaged me, just being like, so Periscope is 24 hours and then it deletes itself yeah. whereas at least Facebook Live it stays there yeah. and that's why brands have adopted it more than say Periscope because they want a video that they can, they can stay up there yeah. that can have longevity whereas with Periscope unless you download it but upload it to YouTube it just doesn't have the same sort of impact should we talk about the watermelon yes I haven't actually seen the watermelon. Have you not? I'm no. pretty sure. Well, 800,000 people watched it, so. I know. That was, yeah. That, 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 was the bit, that was a big video. That was BuzzFeed, wasn't it? Yeah. Six. That was kind of the moment for me. It all kind of started. You were like, thing. if you can do watermelons live on Facebook, I'm in. Is yeah. that right? Well, <laughs> kind of. I, think, I thought it was amazing. I thought it's BuzzFeed, so of course it's going to work. Yeah. They have so much reach. It was a perfect kind of early adopter example. Then everybody started copying it. Yeah. Everyone started to try and do stunts. On Facebook Live, and you kind of go, it's not really the point of it. And then one woman put on a Chewbacca mask and broke the internet. She did break the internet. She got, at the time of writing, 141 million views. Indeed. Candy's pain. She has been on James Corden's show yep. with JJ Abrams, and the producers who booked that are unbelievably Insane. good. Um, and Polk County University has just offered all of her family scholarships to go oh, to her yeah. university. It's mad, and the shop that she bought the mask from, she bought the mask not for her kids, for herself. Right. She made a video to tell people, this is not for my kids, this is for me. Um, so the shop that she bought it from has actually given her a $2,500 gift card yeah. so that she can buy her kids the masks. Wow. Um, and it's just, blue, like, she's insane now. She's got 781,000 page likes on Facebook. That's she's crazy. verified. She's had loads of videos since with like millions of views already. Was she famous before? No, no, she's no one. But you know, how, how did it even get picked up? I don't understand. I don't know. It's, it's mad that like you know when they go like, ah, oh, these YouTubers got overnight fame, but really they've been releasing videos for like a year yeah. and cultivating yeah. it. So this well, is she literal genuine, overnight. Is this overnight. Yeah, like it's it's mad. It's isn't just it? the shares, I guess. You know, obviously everyone knows about sharing on Facebook. And it's had three million shares. Wow. Um, it had fifty million views. So hundred, I think a hundred people saw it live or maybe 100,000 people saw it live, and then 50 million by the end of that day had seen it, and now it's obviously 100, whatever you say, 141 million. Yeah. Um, I guess just the amount of shares, people have just seen it's it. incredible. And, and that's not, that doesn't count all the views on YouTube, people upload it to YouTube, all the TV stuff. I mean, it's, it's gone pretty insane. Then the flip side of that, Mashable UK did pretty poor Facebook live stream. One guy had a Chewbacca mask on, the other guy was reading out mean tweets like Jimmy Kimmel, and live streamed right. on Facebook, and you kind of go, that's kind of the flip side of it for me. It's yeah. just—it's almost too easy to just try and jump on it, jump on trends, yeah. and rip off other people to get views. And I think it's, it's such an early stage as a platform. I don't think anyone's really figured out what to do with it yet. Like it's great mm. for doing little moments because, especially with the Facebook algorithm, it pops up quickly. Exactly. So it's there at the top of your feed when yeah. it's live. Yeah. But then it does—it does drop down as you uh, as it's not live when it's not live. So what do you guys think is a good use for Facebook Live? I only watched Facebook Live for the first time yesterday, and this is arguably not good loose, but I loved it. Um, there's this website called thesetpieces.com, and there's a 
guy's been writing this article and he's downloaded this football management game from 2001 right. and he's taken over Everton and he says he'll play the game until he wins a trophy and he's actually not very good at the game but like people are really engrossed and tweet at him and it's got to the point that he's been linked with like that actual Everton job in real life you can get 100 to 1 on him okay. wow. but he, he got to a final and he live streamed the final yesterday and I watched it for like, <laughs> like yeah. 10 minutes. Was, How many views did it have on Facebook Live? Uh, it, was, it wasn't like huge, it was like a few thousand, but then yeah. more people watched it again after. And for like just some little uh, website that's quite new, I think, I don't think it's too old, like, and he's Ian McIntosh doesn't got much for a profile. Mm. And the people were people were really engaged with it. It's amazing. So, I don't know if that's a good use, but <laughs> I, I think for live stuff it's really good. So sports, right? It's got to be sports. Sport. Yeah. Mm. Um, also today, BuzzFeed announced that they're going to interview David Cameron live on Facebook Live next Friday. For the I think that, that's not, that doesn't have to be live though. No. But the interaction with the audience is live. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's interaction. You obviously can see all the sort of the reactions fly across the screen in, in real time. NPR Music in the States um, live-streamed Explosions in the Sky gig right. on Facebook Live. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect thing to do. Just yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, that's what people use Periscope for, isn't it? Yeah. It's not particularly legal. Gigs. Yeah. yeah, so it's... Apparently yeah. a few, um, as well as like bigger companies, so Disney have used it. Um, e are about to start using it as their like, daily entertainment show. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a great yeah, idea, yeah. yeah. Uh, the White House Correspondence Dinner, C-SPAN, did that. So you can, and they do it in the White House as well, as you can see, Obama at work and all of that. Yeah. Bleacher Report used it for the NFL draft, so they can, like, as the draft's being done, you can ask the experts questions like about different picks and stuff like that. And apparently smaller businesses, so restaurants use it to, like, show a normal, like a normal service. People do live tutorials and stuff like that, so if it's a software company and stuff like Taste that. Tastemaker said they're going to do 100 a month. Really? 100 live streams a month. That's intense. Yeah. And um, ski shops and surf shacks apparently use it so you can check the weather. Oh, this is the new thing, isn't it? The permanent uh, live stream. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great idea. Because you're, you're limited to 90 minutes at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think they are going to open it out so you can just do sort of... So you can just watch puppies constantly. Pretty much. On yeah. Facebook. Yeah. It's the dream, right? People are going to start abusing it for reasons like that, aren't they? And apparently, so the interesting thing I found about this is apparently, so um, when it does the video at the end, so it sums it up so you can watch it back after, um, Facebook has got an engagement graph timeline. So if you're a viewer, you can see where it spikes and where most people... Yeah, I saw that. So you can jump to like minute 13 where like, you know, the melon stunt, say they put like band 200 on it and nearly started to go. So you can jump yeah. to that and you can jump to the best yeah. bits, which is... Great, because periscopes often just someone holding a phone, kind of rambling away. And yeah, so you yeah. basically. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but is this is this just everyone <clears throat> bowing down to Facebook again? Is this everyone going? Facebook's changed the algorithm. Let's start making live videos. Is this just everyone's jumped to a bandwagon and then Facebook will change the algorithm in a year and everyone will stop doing it again? Possibly, I think, like I said yeah. at the beginning, I think it's just easy. Like Facebook is really easy to just anybody can live stream, yeah. like this woman. You can on YouTube, you can, you can literally turn live stream on and your live stream onto your channel, but no one does it. But that Chewbacca mum couldn't have done it in a, no, in a car, could she? True. I think just because the option is there, people are going to use it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more impulsive, isn't it? You could just be on Facebook and go, you know what? Boom, let's press just, press just, do, let's just do it live. live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Snapchat's grown and Snapchat's very much live, immediate. Yeah. I think people are in that time uh, mindset now where they want to share things that are live. Happening right now, not something that you did yesterday or two days ago, or whatever. Um, you shouldn't see, who, you know, how it, how it picks up. I think X Factor of doing live Facebook live auditions this year. 
Again, it's interesting. Yes, they get, yeah, X Factor going, yeah, using Facebook Live. Um, do you think there's like, I read an article earlier and they suggested that like traditional TV might be worried because TV's doing more live stuff now because it's like Netflix, Amazon doesn't traditionally, well, I don't think they've ever done it and it's hard for them to kind of do live stuff. Yeah, so yeah. TV's now like, X Factor, Britain's Got Talent yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's their space. That's, they can do live. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, that, yeah, they can do it and TV can do big yeah. showcase live events. Yeah. So do you reckon something like Facebook Live, is that a threat to TV or is, are they completely different realms? I think everything's a threat to TV. Mm. So then, but then what, what you're saying about that it's, you can, it's easy to do and it can happen right now, that's kind of the opposite side. I, don't, I can't see at the moment which one's going to win out. Is it the fact that it's easy and you can do it immediately or is it going to be people actually planning out like real con- real content in inverted commas. Mm. I mean, I, I can't quite see which way it's going to go at the moment because it is people just putting a phone up in an office and yeah. pressing live streaming and blowing up watermelons. Yeah. But if, if, I don't know, if the X Factor was on Facebook live stream only, I don't, I, would that work as a concept? I don't know. I, feel, I, don't, I don't think it would get as many, I know it's not getting as many viewers at, at the moment on TV anyway, but it won't get the six or seven million that it's getting on TV on Facebook Live, I don't think. I think where TV can use it is as an addition to their show. Yeah. So, yeah. so for example, like The Extra Factor, that could easily move from ITV2 and just go online, just go on Facebook. That's a good yeah. idea, yeah. Makes, makes way more sense. ITV for listening, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Simon <laughs> Cow, regular <laughs> listener to the podcast. Well, I'll leave a number at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spin-off shows, it's great for, you know, go online, so you build your online community. Yeah. And you have to go to a sister channel where only a couple of hundred thousand people watch anyway. Well, even just added content, and whilst the actual live show's happening, you could have a, a backstage, second, a backstage stream happening. Anything. I think to enhance TV rather than replace it is probably a, a better move. Do you think anyone's brave enough to do that? I think it's a big risk, isn't it? I don't know. I, 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 th- I think somebody will. I, th- I think they will. Because TV producers are sort of really scared of digital and want to yeah. embrace it as much as they can. Um, so I think, I, I think we will start to see TV channels and shows adopt Facebook Live. I hope so. I think it's what we've been waiting for with TV. Yeah, we've, we've seen the digital expansions, we've seen the second screen stuff. And, so, and like some of it's worked really well and some of it hasn't worked quite as well, but I think all these new technologies, this is where the audience is. The, Facebook has a ginormous audience. It's where the people watching TV shows will be sat probably whilst they're watching it. So why are they not utilising that stream? Yeah, and, and your second screen was, was a big thing. And now I think second screen is actually the TV's second screen. Yeah. Um, and every TV show is on Twitter, or on Facebook, or on Instagram, or on Snapchat. But Facebook Live is different because it gives you a different experience. You're not just sort of reading words or, you know, text and images isn't enough anymore. They need richer content. Audience want richer content. So if Twitter integrated Periscope into your feed, would that have changed it for them? If whilst you've been scrolling your Twitter feed, you saw live streams in the same way you did on Facebook? You, you, do, you do now. So you when, do when, now. when Periscope launched, they didn't do that. Okay. And then recently they integrated it so you could see your videos live on Twitter, but right. only for 24 hours. In theory, I feel like if you did do Periscope through Twitter, that like you can get out to more people, in theory. I feel like even though it's got like a lower, less, much less people use it, for some mm. reason I feel like it's easier to like get a tweet going viral than it would be a Facebook status, even though you can share it. So in theory, shouldn't a video follow the same principle? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Twitter. I prefer Twitter to Facebook. But I do think Facebook is probably the better platform for video content. Possibly, yeah. Because I think you probably follow a lot more people on Twitter than you do on Facebook. Facebook, you might only follow a few brands or a few TV shows. 
the ones you're really invested in, so you're going to see them in your newsfeed. It's going to be straight up there at the top. For yeah. The length of that broadcast was on Twitter. It'll be there the second they go live. If you join 15 minutes later on Twitter, you're not going to see the video. True. So I think whereas on Facebook, it's going to be there at the top throughout, unless everyone you're following is live, in which case... I've been through there. my Facebook timeline earlier, and it occurred to me how, like, in the early days, you'd only see, like, your friends posting, and companies starting integrating. It's just companies now, and, like, pages I follow posting. Yeah. Like, it's all like a day or two later. odd person putting up a photo of their baby. Because I don't think people had. really... Yeah. I, don't, I don't post on Facebook. No, I can't I don't. No, I rarely do. No, I don't. Rarely. Every now and then. I think it's become a consumption tool, I think, for me, a little bit. It's become a place where I quickly consume certain brands I'm interested in rather than going to their websites. Like, yeah. You know, The Verge and Business Inside and people like that. I yeah. almost consume them more on Facebook. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, why I I go, that's why I go to see what they're doing rather yeah, than. I, I don't know what like BuzzFeed's traffic sources must be like, but I can't. It must be quite a small amount of people who actually type in BuzzFeed.com. I think 77% off BuzzFeed.com. Really? It's really high, 70. So it's only 30 odd percent actually happens on their platform. All the rest is on. Yeah, Facebook I assume it would be like that. I, I yeah. can't remember the last time I typed in buzzfeed.com and went to thing, but I feel like you, I read You just find it on social and just click through and that's it. Exactly, yeah. It's quite scary though that Facebook has built this walled garden that content providers have to build content within Facebook because you can't, it's really hard. I can't find a way of sharing a video outside of Facebook easily. No. no. They keep you no. in there. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of instant articles, all this stuff. They're trying to keep you on the platform. Yeah. These brands have to kind of abide by it and build themselves. It's worrying it's scary. that there is this all-encompassing platform. Like you, you kind of do want them a bit more, you know, separate because otherwise, just Facebook can give you everything, and before you know it, they'll be commissioning TV series and just yeah. taking over yeah. everything. Like, it's yeah, you want it a bit more, you know, less of a monopoly. Yeah. But I don't know. One amazing tool, though. But yeah. What, but what they do works. You know, people they go right. We're going to introduce Facebook Live. People go right. I'm going to use it. Which Twitter guy will get interested in Periscope going, I'm not going to use that. Facebook. So I think Facebook have that power over people. And, and it's interesting what we were all saying about we don't post on Facebook, really. But say sort of five years ago, we probably all did post on Facebook yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. So again, we changed when Facebook changed and we just go with whatever they're saying. Yeah, we now all post on Instagram oh, instead. That's mm. all right, exactly. And Facebook goes to Instagram, so we are essentially posting on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook says that users are 10 times more likely to comment on a live video than a pre-recorded one. Wow. Again, because it's old news. Everything's so immediate yeah. now. You just want it to be there and then. If you go, I was posted six hours ago, yeah, I was a bit late. I guess, but with Facebook Live, can you read the comments as they're coming in? Does it work like Periscope in that respect? I've never yeah. done one, but I think so. You can yeah, see the does. reactions sort of flying across the screen. So, so that's yeah. obviously like a massive incentive if you yeah. can get like the two-way chat, the Rock to respond to you, then yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. But if it's just a pre-recorded video and the Rock's never going to see it, presumably. I doubt he reads his Facebook comments. Seems <laughs> a busy man. Yeah. I reckon he does. <laughs> I trust The Rock. I trust The Rock. Exactly. Facebook Live is one step closer to talking to the talent and you're getting, exactly. you're getting even closer to them. That's what people want, isn't it? That's yeah. what Twitter was originally. It was like, oh my God, they genuinely tweet from their account. So mm. if I write something, Russell Brown might see it, Jennifer Anderson yeah. might see it, etc. And then and now social media managers just come along. People yeah, take out Twitter yeah, accounts. <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault. Sorry, mate. They said it's good. It's, I think yeah. it's quite variable, though. I don't think, like, a, we had a meeting with someone the other day and they were saying, like, some of their acts, like, are just, like, they insist on doing every tweet themselves because they really want to cultivate their image and put jokes out there and use yeah. the testing ground. And then some are, like, I don't know, just tweet out whenever I'm on television or touring. Don't name any names. Or... <laughs> 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 Start slanging people yeah. 
Yeah. So, I think I think we're all done with the Facebook Live section, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. Last last minute thoughts. Facebook Live seems good. It is <laughs> the future we all wished for. It's that, I feel like that Chewbacca, that Chewbacca mum thing feels a bit like the, it's like the first big hit in the same way Star Wars kids. Do you remember him? He went around with the light. I tried to bit my finger. Yeah. It's that yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. my finger. Yeah. It's like the seminal. It's the early like, adoption, the first video that everyone saw. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's happened to that Star Wars kid, but I've not heard from him in a few years. So. Tweet us at. Uh, Media Verge Pod. Oh yeah, <laughs> let us know. And Media Ver- Mediaverse Pod. We'll repeat that at the end so people get. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Um, so we're moving on to the next segment of our podcast. This means each person has to bring a story or viral video or something from film or gaming or anything from media that they found interesting. So I'm going to throw over to you, Elliot, first. Right, so I spoke about Facebook. So now I'm going to talk about Instagram. Nice. Um, and obviously Facebook bought Instagram four years ago now. Mm. But only in the past few months it seems like they've gone, oh, actually, we, you remember that Instagram we bought? We should really start <laughs> making the changes to it now. Because um, it's taken so long for them to make any sort of impact on Facebook, on, uh, yeah. on Instagram. But they've announced more changes. So they announced a new logo a few weeks ago. Um, and now Thoughts on the new logo? I like it. I don't oh, care it's growing it. on me. I think it's clean, it's fresh. It's, yeah, it's growing on me. It's different. I mean, the other one was really old. I quite like the old one. I quite, I quite like it. the old one. There was a nice, it had a more like nostalgic feel than that, the kind of old school camera. I don't yeah. know. But to be honest, uh, it's relatively... A logo's a logo, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be like, I'm deleting this app. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. This camera sits on my home screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Yeah, so they announced a new logo, but then this week they announced business profiles. So if you've got a Facebook page... 
link to your Instagram account, you'll automatically get a business profile on Instagram. Okay. Which allows you to have insights. You can see um, number of followers you're losing and gaining. Right. Um, what they're interacting with, um, best times to post, impressions, all that sort of stuff. So for brands, it's really important for them to yeah. know what's going on on Instagram. Yeah. Because Instagram didn't give you anything before. There were other tools that would be able to help you, but um, Instagram themselves now are going to tell you all the data you need. It's available now to use? No, it's going to be, I think, in the US, somewhere else, somewhere else, in the next few months. Right. It won't be in the UK until the end of the year. Right. Um, okay. Which is quite a long time to really long time. to wait, you know, it's sort of what, six, seven months away? Yeah. Why if, the tool, if the tool exists, why don't you just go, yeah. here you go. I know. Why do they always stagger it like that? I feel like it's always America. Yeah. America, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think say it's, a good, it's a good step that Facebook are actually taking Instagram seriously now. Yeah, and, it's really good. Um, and I spoke to loads of companies and that's what they came back with and said that's what they want. They yeah. want analytics and data. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that nobody said we want to upload from desktop. We want to be able to include links in, in the images. Yeah. I can't believe you can't link out. Because that's stuff still, you still crazy. can't do that. I, I kind of understand they don't want people to leave the app, I guess. It's what we're saying with Facebook. They want you to stay with Facebook yeah. and Instagram want you to stay within Instagram. I kind of get it, but also it's just impractical if people are using it if you want to promote something. Yeah. It's like, go to my bio. I guess they don't want to see it as a promotion tool. They want to see it as the place you go to consume. So why yes. would you leave, I guess? I kind of understand it, but by the same token, it's irritating. Yeah. yeah, but if you advertise, you can include links. So this is where Facebook wanted to make money from Instagram. The way that they made money on Facebook yeah. is by advertising. So they've got 200,000 active advertisers at the moment on Instagram, whereas Facebook's got 3 million. So I think they're going to start, you're going to start to see more people advertising on Instagram. So right. if you want to click out, you have to pay for that. Yeah, bit exactly. Essentially. But you'll be able to do promotion via the app moving oh, forward. Wow, okay. So you don't have to go to Facebook and go to the back end and all that sort of nonsense. You just makes, go straight on Instagram, that makes sense. promote, off you go. Um, so it's good, it's good changes, but there's a lot more they need to do. Have they announced anything else? Was that yeah. that's all they've announced for now? So, so the main thing is they've got they've added analytics. Is that, that that's the for, main for, for, business, for businesses, for okay. business pages, but not for average users. No, because that's something I really like about Twitter. When you tweet at someone, and everyone, has Twitter, it. everyone has it, and you get a bit addicted to being like, "All oh, right, engaged." It's interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that is really interesting. I tweeted at Taylor, t- Taylor Swift today. Did she reply? She did not respond. But no, it's good because you could see how many people saw it and whether they clicked through to your profile and stuff like that. And even on a personal level, you can be like, right, people like me tweeting at Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'll start doing tweets at Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think seeing your top post on Instagram is really, is going to be really handy. Because although yeah. you can sign up with the tools that will tell you that, it's going to tell you for free. So small businesses won't have to fork out a lot of money on these tools. They just know there and then. Yeah. And then more people will use the platform because they'll, they'll get to learn it better. I've never understood why these platforms don't have incredible analytics tools. And when, Facebook's yeah. is pretty decent. Facebook's got better. YouTube's is pretty good, but you still kind of have to put in third-party tools yeah. to do certain yeah. things. You kind of go, these are huge companies with hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars mm. and hundreds of engineers just like, because even, what, analytics tools, cause even what Instagram are going to give you is minimum. Yeah. Impressions, top posts, followers, that's it. I bet like Iconosquare gives you, gives you a stuff hell of a lot yeah. more. What filters you use, the best filters for your likes, everything. Best times to post, when are your audience on, online, when are you online. Whereas Instagram is only going to give you those so They basically invented a really dumbed down version of stuff that already exists. Pretty much. Yeah. Well done. But it's, 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 it's a good step. I think they just need to, <laughs> I'd say it's like four years for them to get to this point. Yeah. So 
hopefully in four, four years, years time, time desktop uploads desktop come uploads. on exactly exactly it's the dream i feel like instagram at the moment this might just be a personal thing is full of more and more of those kind of spam accounts that are coming like i get like a random like a day from just some yeah. spam account i feel like it's getting twitter syndrome a little bit i don't know if that's everyone else's experience yeah a little moment. bit i went through a spurt where i got like 100 in a day yeah, all like my prof, all like my page, and then all disappeared yeah. again. Yeah, and like like every single say. picture back to like yeah. day dot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't Something I'm really popular. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that uh, buy more followers at two thousand six? Uh, <laughs> yeah. People are going through my back catalogue. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> cool, uh, Tom. What do you want to talk about today? A little off topic, slightly. Uber have announced Uber Pitch, which is going to happen globally, um, and essentially you submit an business idea. And if they pick you on a certain day in your city, when you launch Uber, there'll be an option for you to have an Uber pitch. The car will turn up, you get 10 minutes, you sit inside and there'll be an investor in there who you get to pitch to for 10 minutes. They will then feed back for 10 minutes and maybe invest in your company. Just like Dragon's Den on tour. Yeah, it's genius. It's based on an idea we had for a TV show about a year ago. Yeah. My, that was my first instinct when I heard about this. Was, is anyone filming this? <laughs> we should yeah, be. Totally. <laughs> like, it's really interesting. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a wicked way. Of, life. It's such a great way of using a platform that they have and bringing in new people. I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think it's that being rolled out in London. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did print this off, but I left it outside. Okay. It is happening in twenty-one countries and thirty-seven cities. It is a good idea. It's a really good idea. So it's happening basically um, across Europe. Nice. See, that, they, they didn't have to stagger it. They just released it all at once. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that easy. I do, I do love how Uber tries to push things forwards a bit. They try to do interesting stuff. I love, there was, was it last summer where they had that ice cream day? The ice cream, yeah. Yeah. Just little things like that. It's really clever marketing for them because they're not going to lose anything from this. All they're going to get is amazing free PR. And then these brands, if they get money from these investors, will ever, forever be linked with Uber. Absolutely, yeah. They're yeah. Mo- exactly, they're forward thinking. They're always evolving. They're always thinking of new ideas, and that's where, where we just talk about Instagram. They're, yeah. just, they're just not like that. Yeah, they never sit still. And I think as much flack as they get for doing what they do, they're disrupting industries and they're trying to change mm. things. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Would is there some kind of deal with Uber here? Do they get a cut of these ideas? Do you reckon? Do you reckon there's something written in that say if someone comes up with a new Facebook? Can the investor's just an Uber employee and they're just <laughs> buy up loads of companies. We're recording him, but I've come up with a great idea. The driver turns around and it's actually an Uber guy and he hands you a check. <laughs> there you go, 10,000. Yeah, I don't know what Uber are getting out of this other than, like you say, PR. They must yeah. get, I reckon they must get a cut of it, surely. Yeah, maybe. Because what if some brilliant, I mean, I guess they've got the tie to it always, say if Mark Zuckerberg had pitched someone in the back of an Uber. Yeah, that would be a story. It's a great it? story. It's a great yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. But what, they're not really losing anything. It's happening for a day in each of those cities. Do you have to pay more to do the pitch, or is it just the price of a normal Uber? I think the pitch is free. Nice. So basically, you submit it online, your idea through business proposal, and, and they, choose, they choose the best ones. Yeah. And then on the day, you have to try and get a slot on the Uber pitch, and it comes and picks you up. It's amazing. Very clever. It's a really neat idea. If no one's filming that, if you really should. We should <laughs> really pitch podcast investment. There we go. Ew. We can film a 10-minute podcast in the Uber. My dream for this podcast is that we get our own adverts that you hear on everyone else's. I want a Squarespace advert. I really want a Squarespace advert. I want a Trunk Club advert. I want all of those adverts. That's my dream. So you know when it goes like, This American Life sponsored by Squarespace. You can get 20% off using forward slash like This American. I want forward slash Mediaverse. 
Let's do it. Let's aim for this. <laughs> Let's aim for the high stars, goals. Guys. High goals. <laughs> we got into the podcasting biz to earn serious money. Didn't we? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that's how you earn money. I, I thought we'd do this. Are you taking the money? Is that where it's going? I'm taking the money. Oh, right, fair enough. You've earned it. Well done, mate. Uh, so, Pete, what's your, what's your story? <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so, I went on broadcast earlier and found a story about um, Ken Loach, the brilliant film director, um, has attacked Channel 4 and um, described them as putting on circus freak programming. He described Benefit Street as making fun of the poorest people, the most vulnerable people, and went on to say, you've been outdone by Channel 5 now. It's gone further down the road, which is absolutely disgusting stuff, but you led the way, I'm afraid. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, because I, I like him a lot, I really respect him, yep. but I'm not 100% sure I completely agree with him there. I mean, I, I, I didn't watch a huge amount of Benefit Street, um, and I can perhaps see from some of the coverage why he might feel like that, but like... I don't know, it seems like, it seems a bit harsh. I don't think that's all Channel 4 doing that. It seems a bit reductive. It seems like Channel 4 makes some really brilliant content as well. I don't know. I think that's a part of what Channel 4 do. Yeah. So I do sort of agree with him there. Like, I hated Benefit Street. I thought, especially the last series, series two was just, it's so, it's poverty porn. That's exactly what it is. Is it really? Is it's, it? It's, it's horrendous. Like, they went there. Um, so the first episode was basically about <clears throat> the making of, of Benefit Street. Right. So they were like, oh, look at the press attacking these these poor people on benefits. Like the press are only there because you're filming a TV show. So you're bringing light to all these people. Right. So all the ones in like Benefit Street, they're now in prison, or White D's now bankrupt, all this sort of stuff. Like They build them up and then just drop them down. Um, I think it's really, it is bad taste and it is a bit of a freak show. Um, but then, you know, people watch your programs, like the Dog in, dog in Tales or whatever it was called. Yeah. I think it was genius. Yeah. Uh, the Human Puppies the other day. Like, they do get people talking. Um, I guess it just comes down to personal taste at the end of the day, but if, that's all you do, then I can get where he's coming from, but it's not all Channel 4 do. I think maybe his point is that Channel 4 have always been great at telling untold stories, telling interesting stories. Yeah. And I guess they're still kind of doing that through things like Benefit Street, but it's got a slight Channel 5 clickbaity tinge mm. to it, which kind of cheapens what I think they were trying to maybe get across with those shows. I think Benefit Street yeah. probably at the beginning was there to show the impact of benefits in the UK and what it's like to do on benefits. Yeah, and the first episode of the first series was great. Yeah. And then the media sort of jumped on it and then made them all into stars. She wanted to be a brother and it just it became too much. It circus. It was just too much. I mean, um, I, 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 it went away from its original idea of being a documentary about people on benefits, yeah. which is genuinely interesting. Yeah. I, I can see kind of what he's saying about when he mentions here that he did a programme called The Man of Ten Stone Testicles. Like that's, mm. that is purely there for shock value, isn't it? That's not like a daring, innovative look at the world that Channel 4 used yeah, to do. That was like, I wonder how he lives. That, no. that, that's why yeah. I ever watched it. It's not some yeah. like informative kind of social commentary. It's just... But that's Channel 4, that's Channel 4 trying to pivot and trying to keep up with what consumers want, isn't it? Mm. It's, yeah. Isn't it our, our own faults in a certain way that yeah, totally. these shows get amazing views because they have ridiculous titles and we, and we watch them because that's we a, can't not... And they're like the ones that people talk about the next day, when the human puppy, everyone was in the office was talking about the human puppy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. like, that's just, these are the shows that people are talking about. There's a podcast on, not a podcast, there's a documentary on Netflix at the moment called The Man Who Ate Himself to Death. And I don't want to watch it, but it does catch my eye every time I go past, because yeah. it is like, mm. these titles do work. They like, totally it's just work. grim and horrible, and I guess he feels like Channel 4 would, like, you know, 
they're not being great to themselves. They're not like when they were originally like founded, it was meant to be like innovative alternative programming, and now perhaps they're falling into the same trap. Yeah, and he's got a long running history with Channel Four. Film Four funded most yeah, of his films. Exactly. Like, yes, he he you know, he has a certain outlook on life and Channel 4 I think maybe mimicked that closer when the, their relationship started and maybe it doesn't in the same way now and um, I kind of get his point. Some people are suggesting that Ken Loach's comments are playing into Culture Secretary John Whittingdale's plans because allegedly, it's not confirmed yet, he is talking about um, making Channel 4 a completely private company mm. and selling it off so some people feel like such a prominent man such as Ken Loach attacking the broadcaster is playing into his hands, but Ken Loach isn't that kind of guy. And Ken that's, that's the last thing he'll want is the government uh, selling it off. Absolutely, that's exactly what he doesn't want. And I think actually what he was getting at was that if we did put it in private hands, we'd see more of that yeah. programming. So I think that's an unfair criticism. Yeah. Um, we should probably wrap this up because we're about to get thrown out of this room. We're about to get thrown out of this room. <laughs> Let's wrap up this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to the Mediaverse Pod. You can follow us at Mediaverse Pod. Uh, subscribe, leave a review. Generally, be nice to us. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, please be nice. Cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.